Hello, everyone. Hello, welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes. Um, we have some very... It's raining a lot here, so if you get some background rain sounds, I apologize. Um, if you get background people sounds, that's probably me. <laughs> it's ambiance. Mm, um, like you're in a cafe. Yeah, like you're in a rainy cafe. Um, so, uh... It occurred to me today, like a few hours ago, I was like, oh, it was uh, Mother's Day yesterday. We could have done, like, a comic book character who's a mom, uh, and had it been timely. Um, but nah. I had that thought too late, so that's not, uh, that's not what we're doing. We are going in, uh, about the complete opposite direction of that. Um, you guys want to talk about Spawn? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, this was my, I've been wanting, um, to do a, uh, Spawn episode, um, because it's like, it's sort of a blind spot for me, despite it's kind of like, cultural prevalence it's like i've known some various weird things about spawn um but it turns out uh not that much because i was taking notes and uh it's uh it's wild <laughs> stuff gets wild um so uh in order uh in order to talk about spawn um we're going to start with uh some of the real world backstory um for a second i thought this was gonna be like a constantine moment where people have seen spawn in the real <laughs> world <laughs> and i was about to be very concerned that would that would be way more upsetting john constantine is just a guy if you saw spawn <laughs> you'd be like what the what the hell? I feel like we would have heard about that at some point. If yeah, I think if somebody met Spawn in the real world, uh somebody would have would have said something. Um so uh Spawn is uh the creation brainchild and probably um the most significant claim to fame of uh writer and artist Todd McFarlane. Not to be confused with Seth, Seth McFarlane, which I do every time I see his name. Um, I was just sitting here like, why does that name sound so familiar? Yeah, it's like every time, every single time. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm hmm mm hmm Um, but, uh, Todd, uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, made, uh, a name for himself in, uh, starting in the late 80s, um, as the artist, uh, for Amazing Spider-Man. Um, he was, uh, notable for, uh, a few things. One was kind of, like, the way he kind of pushed, uh, the stylization of, like, uh, Spider-Man's, like, poses and uh expressions 
he made the eyes like way bigger. Um, it's a very, it's a very iconic look associated kind of with a lot of like the like late 80s, early 90s, like Spider-Man aesthetic. Um, he also had this like highly kind of detailed, intricate art style. Um, he would always like draw like all of the individual webs on the costume as opposed to just kind of, you know, putting some cross-hatching in, like, relevant places. Um, I appreciate the dedication. Yeah, just really, just really getting in there. Um, and uh, he also was the artist uh, for uh, the first full appearance of uh, Eddie Brock. Um who would later become Venom. Maybe that's why the name sounded familiar. Yeah, I mean, we've also talked about that. And we talked about, when we talked about, uh, Eddie and Venom, there's, like, a lot of kind of, uh, controversy or, like, you know, like, back and forth about, like, who actually, like, gets credit for creating Venom. Um, but, uh, he, so he has this, like, very iconic style. He, uh, draws the, uh, the first appearance of, like, what would become, like, an extremely iconic character. Um, and, uh, this is also, like, uh, in, like, going into the 90s is when, like, uh, the idea of, like, comics as collectibles, like, really starts to take off. And, like, people buying comics with the idea of, like, someday reselling them, um, for a profit. Um. Just like Beanie Babies. Just like Beanie Babies. People love to do that in the 90s. Um, so, uh, Todd McFarlane's art, like, really gets, like, picked up in that. So he becomes, like, a super, super, super famous name, like, pretty quickly um, from working on Spider-Man, um, to the point where, like, even, like, outside of comics, like, I saw going around recently, there was, like, a Shrek, like, PlayStation game, I think, where, like, on the box, it was, like, new characters designed by comics legend Todd McFarlane. Okay. It was, like, I guess, like, I guess we were very excited. Um, but, uh, he, uh, so he works with Marvel. He has some, like, uh, various, uh, creative disputes with them. Um, because he's, like, you know, become such a big name, they give him his own, uh, his own Spider-Man title in, like, uh, 1990 for him to, uh, to, like, write and draw. Um, and it doesn't last super long. Um, a lot of the people who were fans of his art apparently were not as much fans of his writing. Um, but, uh, it doesn't, uh, he works on, I think he does, like, 15 issues of it. Um, and it, like, goes, it, like, it gets very dark. Um... There's, like, uh, 
there's like storylines about like you know like police corruption and murder and just like very like grim stuff um which uh a lot of the uh editors were not happy with but also like uh shoot you know like people are buying Todd McFarlane's comics so like we do want to keep him here um but uh you know, going back and forth with, uh, you know, Marvel editorial so much, um, he ends up, uh, talking to, uh, several other, uh, well-known artists at the time, um, including, uh, Rob Liefeld, uh, and Jim Lee, um, and they, uh, decide to, found their own, uh, comics publishing company, um, called Image Comics, um, which is, uh, still around today, um, as I'm sure, like, a lot of people know, um. I have a whole section on my bookshelf for them. Yeah, they, they, um, they do a lot of good stuff. Um, so initially, um, with these, uh, these, like, six, creators who founded it, the idea was that, uh, Image would be, like, kind of, like, the umbrella company, and then each of them would sort of get, like, their own publishing imprint within that, um, and, uh, Todd McFarlane's, uh, flagship book is Spawn, um, and, uh, so Spawn is a character that, uh, Apparently, uh, he had come up with the concept for, um, and initial designs, uh, when he was 16, um, and I gotta, I gotta say, it does kind of read, like, 16-year-old boy concept, um. Yeah. Yeah, um, but, uh, was this character he came up with when- he was a teenager that he, you know, uh, revamped and upgraded and, uh, polished into, uh, this, this official Image Comics version of Spawn. Um. Imagine if he hadn't, like, polished it, though. Yeah, he just, like, took, like, everything he wrote down in high school and just, like, slapped it on a page. Todd. Um, Todd, No. You can't, you cannot do this, Todd. Um, he, um, he initially, uh, started, uh, started off, like, doing writing and art, um, like he was doing for Spider-Man, um, but like he was doing for Spider-Man, a lot of people, uh, did not appreciate (laughs) his writing as much as his art, um, so he ended up, uh, bringing on, uh, like, different writers, um, for, uh, for various issues, uh, including, uh, Neil Gaiman, um, who would, like, introduce, uh, a lot of, a few characters in his issue that would become, like, kind of staples of the series, um, who were, like, designed by McFarlane, but, like, Neil Gaiman wrote the issue, um, and then led to a bunch of legal disputes down the line because Todd McFarlane 
initially said that, like, he would have, like, creative ownership over these characters that he wrote, and then later was like, mm, no, I take it back. I want to keep them. Um, and it just, it turned into a huge mess, as always happens when people get into legal disputes about who owns comic book characters, because they just said some stuff in a room, and nobody can prove any of it. They need to learn to write shit down. <laughs> My god, they really do. Um... But, uh, Spawn, uh, goes on to, uh, it's, the first issue is in 1992, um, and it goes on to develop, like, a really significant following. Uh, one of the reasons I was thinking about this is because, like, uh, we talked about Lobo a couple weeks ago, um, and Lobo was a character who was, like, very of his time in the 90s and also was like really popular um for like a somewhat brief window um spawn is kind of similar like spawn was really really popular especially like within image where he was getting like tons of spin-offs uh like almost every minor character that's turned up in spawn it turns out has had their own spin-off series or mini-series. Wild. Um, yeah, I know. He got, uh, a movie, he got an animated show, um, Todd McFarlane started, like, a, uh, a toy company to produce, like, Spawn toys that, like, branched out into just, like, producing a bunch of different toys. Um, but, like, it was a, a big deal. And, um... Just last year, actually, um, the, uh, 300th issue of Spawn came out, um, and, uh, made it the longest-running creator-owned comic, um, ever. Wow. Uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that was, like, Image's kind of, like, core concept, basically, is that they wanted creators to have control over their comics because it was founded by, you know, these artists who were mostly, like, unhappy with how they were, you know, giving over control to, like, editorial staff and such. And what else were they gonna do? Start a webcomic? <laughs> Invent webcomics? Um, but, uh... Yeah, so that's, uh, that's some weird history. What's the story of Spawn? Please well, tell me. I, I will do, I will do my best. Uh, so, um, Spawn is, uh, a man named <laughs> Albert Simmons. Okay. Um, yes, which is, uh... I think he was named after, like, a friend or an employee of McFarlane's, and I think that employee also later sued him, um, for using his name. Um, but, uh, Al Simmons, which is, uh, not a super intimidating name, um... It's okay. He's got Spawn? <laughs> yeah, um... 
so he, uh, he has, uh, two, uh, two brothers. Um, his, uh, father is a, uh, fairly ordinary, like, salesman. Um, and his mom, uh, worships the devil. Um. Okay. I don't know if this was part of the initial, like, backstory. Some of what I was reading made it seem like this, like, was a fact that was revealed later. Do you mean um, initial backstory, like, when he was writing it when he was 16, or? I mean, I did mean, like, in, like, the early issues of Spawn, like, here's the Spawn story. Like, I don't know if, uh, also his mom worshipped the devil was in there, or if somewhere in the those 300 issues, it was like, I think it would be cool if his mom had worshipped the devil. Because, mm. um, I mean, it sounds very much high school. It does sound, it does sound very high school. Um, but, uh, it, it is, it is canon now, um, that his mom worshipped the devil and, uh, was actively trying to, like, corrupt her children so that they could uh, become Hellspawn? Um, don't do that. <laughs> Just some, some parenting advice. Don't do that. Why um, corrupt your already human children when you could just have a child with the devil? Um, or was she question. Maybe she wasn't popular enough. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's like, you gotta get in line. Got a, got a lot of people wanting to have babies with me. Ugh, take a number. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, despite this, um, these challenges, um, he, uh, he grows up, he marries a woman named, uh, Wanda, um, he joins, uh, the Marines, and then the Secret Service, um, and then the CIA, um, as, like, you know, moving up through the ranks being pretty, like, competent, uh, and good at murder. Um, and, uh, while he's in the CIA, he's, uh, recruited, um, by a man named, uh, Jason Wynn, um, who's the head of, like, kind of the, like, shadowy behind-the-scenes organization that controls, like, the CIA and a bunch of other, uh, government groups. Um, definitely, definitely not evil. Um, and he's like, I have a great idea for you, Al Simmons, a man whose name clearly indicates no real, uh, ominous future. Um, why don't you become an assassin? Uh... Nobody will suspect it, Al Simmons. <laughs> nobody will suspect it. Um, so, uh, he becomes an assassin. Uh, he's very, very good at it. Um, and, uh, he, uh, starts to kind of, uh, starts asking kind of too many questions, um, you know, uh, getting, like, too much, like, 
blood on his hands under orders, but it's, like, getting harder to, like, explain stuff away. Um, not a very good assassin then, huh? I guess not. Um, so, uh, Jason Wynn, uh, has, uh, Al's partner, uh, kill him. Um, it's problem solved. Um, his partner is also a, um, a character from, uh, Rob Liefeld's comic that he was doing, um, in, uh, in Image, his comic, uh, Youngblood, or Youngbloods, um... you love to see a crossover. We'd love, love to see it, just, just pals. Um, and, uh, so he's, he's killed by his own partner, and he is, uh, sent to hell because he was an assassin and did a bunch of murders. Um, and, uh, in hell, he meets, uh... One of a freaking gazillion demons who are in this series who all have, like, very confusing names that I would not be able to keep straight if I was reading Spawn, uh, regularly. Um, but he makes a deal with the demon, uh, Mal- Malabolgia, um... That doesn't sound very demon-y. Well, take it up- take it up with Todd. (laughs) Todd, I have some questions about your naming conventions. <laughs> um, but, uh, he meets this demon, makes, uh, a deal with him, um, agrees to become a, uh, a hell spawn, which is, like, basically a, like, a, a soldier of hell, um, who serves this, uh, specific demon, um, they get, uh, special powers, um, but they, like, they have a limit on how much they can use, uh, while they're outside of hell. Um, so basically the idea is, like, oh, you can go back to Earth, and then they use all their power up and they die again, and you're like, oh, oh well, I guess you're stuck in hell now. Um, so kind of like a warlock, except if you use all your spell slots, you die. (laughs) That would be, that would be a fun twist. (laughs) A fun, stressful twist. I only have one spell slot left. I can either save my party member and die, or keep on kicking. If you're a warlock, you just cast, like, one spell a day, and you're like, sorry, I don't get that many of these. I mean, I can Eldritch Blast whenever, but if you want, like, a real spell... Mm-mm. Mm. Ooh. Gotta be worth it. real spell. Ooh. Um, but, uh, so he makes this deal with this demon. He says, okay, I will, uh, become one of your Hellspawn. Um... But I get to go back to Earth and see my wife one last time. Um, and, uh, Stephen's like, okay. Um, but, uh, sends him to Earth, uh, five years after he died. Um, takes away his memories, gives him a different body that's, like, uh, terribly burned and disfigured. Um, 
and also uh also sends another demon over there who's like the demon that's like in charge of like like basically keeping track of the hellspawn while they're on earth um and uh <laughs> all right and here's your manager <laughs> yeah um his name is the violator um uh, and yeah i, I know. think i and, would quit a job if my manager's name was the violator <laughs> that's like that's that's probably the number one <laughs> thing um here fill out your exit survey why did you quit my manager's name was the violator and it made me feel unsafe <laughs> it's literally just his name i cannot um, work it, here his um his name is the violator he's like got like a spooky like monstery demon form and then sometimes he takes a human form but his human form is like a, like a little like bald scary looking clown man um why because he's a demon why um because todd mcfarlane wants his comic to be very edgy oh he did write it when he was 16 all right yep <laughs> i just keep have to filtering this through he came up with this when he was 16 this is a 16 year old boy's comic this is a 16 year old boy's comic I don't want to give him too much slack on this, because he did revisit it as a full adult, and had, like, absolute power to change any of it. Um, but most of it still reads very, uh, very 16 years old. Um, but, uh, despite all of these, uh, severe, <laughs> um, pretty pretty severe speed bumps uh Malabolgia has placed in his way um he manages to uh regain some of his memories uh finds his wife um realizes that she has remarried um and has uh has a daughter um her daughter also later becomes like a recurring character when she's like a teen. There's so there's so much stuff in these comics. I was so scared that you were gonna say Hellspawn. Oh no. Um she I she's like psychic or something. She becomes like a superhero named Misery. Um I was just gonna be all like, what did this little girl do to die and go to hell? <laughs> <laughs> The most evil little girl there is. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, so he realizes that, uh, a bunch of time has actually passed since he died, and his wife has moved on. Um, he meets, um, another Hellspawn. This is one of those characters that, uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, helped co-create. His name is, uh, Cog... Cog something. It's like Italian. He he goes by Cog, but his name is like Cog Cogliaro or Coglione or something. Um, and then it turns out he's actually like a like a a reincarnation of Cain from the Bible. Okay, um, but yeah, Thanks, but he's Neil. another house spawn. Yeah, who uh mentors Spawn for a while. Um, and, uh, explains to him the part of the deal that's, like, uh, 
you get like kind of a limited amount of juice. Um, and when you use all that up, you go back to hell. Um, it's called, uh, necroplasm. Um. Okay. Is the, is the, yeah, the magic substance that the, uh, the hellspawn use, um, and, uh, use, like, their powers with. Um, he does, like, in addition to, uh, like, classic superhero, like, he's strong and he's fast and, uh, he has a healing factor, um, he can, like, uh, teleport, shapeshift, like, do, like, energy manipulation, um, he can freeze time, like, magic stuff, um, but he can't use too much of it or he goes back to hell, but probably they find some way to get around that because he keeps doing stuff. Yeah, it would be a short comic if he just went to hell and that was it. Yeah, it's like, ah, dang. Um, so, uh, so he's like, well, okay, I don't want to go back to hell. Um, I obviously can't go back to my life. Uh, so I guess I will use, I will try to ration out my cool new powers as sensibly as I can, um, while using them, uh, to fight crime. Um, so he, uh, becomes, uh, cool, uh, a cool, spooky, uh, goth anti-hero. Um. Do you think the demons were like, this isn't what this was supposed to do? This, this is not, this is not what we wanted at all. Um, he, uh, has, um, it's because, like, uh, Todd, Mc like, McFarlane did design this, like, obviously the design didn't say exactly the same, but he had the basic design for Spawn, like, when he was a teen, apparently, um, and he does have, like, a little bit of a Spider-Man look, I mean, just in, like, the kind of, like, Face. Specific, like, eye shape. Yeah. Um, to, like, where if you didn't know about Spawn, you might assume, just, like, looking at a drawing at him, that it was some sort of, like, like, goth Spider-Man, or, like, some, like... New Venom. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, Venom-possessed Doctor Strange or something. Oh, um, hold on. That's an idea right there. That is a pretty good idea, I have to say, now that I've said it. Um... But, uh, he goes through so much. <laughs> um, he, um, another of the characters that Neil Gaiman introduces is, uh, an angel named Angela, which is not a super creative name for an angel. No. Um, no. Um, but she's, like, an angel-like, uh bounty hunter, basically, whose job is, like, tracking down Hellspawn, um, and he clashes with her several times before, like, eventually she goes rogue, um, and they become allies. Um, Neil Gaiman actually wrote a, like, a spin-off miniseries about her, um, <laughs> like every other character in this universe. Um, and, uh, she was the one who, like, in the lawsuit with McFarlane, he ended up getting 
I almost said custody. Um, <laughs> you can say custody. He ended up getting custody of Angela, um, and then he ended up uh, selling the rights to her to Marvel, so she's part of Marvel now, and she's like Thor's sister. Um, <laughs> comics are wild. Uh, but uh, there's uh, this uh, Angela... His former boss, who had him killed, um, becomes, like, a, uh, uh, like, an anti-spawn called the Redeemer, um, who tries to just kill him again. Um, he, uh, he has, like, uh, he's tracked down by these, uh, these detectives, um, who also get their own spin-off, but this one seems like it might actually be sort of cool. They're like it's like a, a detective duo named Sam Burke and Twitch Williams. And it's like, oh, one of them's like, you know, really like tough and brawny, and the other one's like sort of a nerd. Um Beautiful. I love and it. They're yeah, and they're they're partners. Um and you know, obviously again they try to track him down and, you know, arrest him for, uh, the murders he is definitely doing to, like, like, bad people and criminals, but, like, it's still murders. Um, but he ends up, you know, teaming up with them on several occasions. Um, he, uh, I just have to read this sentence out loud. This is so early in, like, this, like, summary. There's, I cannot believe how much stuff happens. Um, battles the cyborg mob enforcer, overt kill. Okay. Overt hyphen kill. I, yeah, um, I think a cyborg mob enforcer would be overtly killing people. It's an apt name. Yeah, um, he, um, there's a couple, uh, crossover issues with Batman, um, it's, like, Image does, like, one, like, crossover, and then, like, DC does one crossover. Um, I think Greg, Greg Capullo did the art for, Greg Capullo did a lot of the art, um, later on in Spawn when, like, uh, McFarlane kind of, uh, stepped back of, like, full-time art duties. Um, he has a, uh, he has a symbiotic costume that's, like, bonded to him, and he's kind of, like, uh, sometimes, like, struggling for control with, which it seems like Marvel should have gotten madder about, but, like, I don't know how much of the, how much of the Venom idea McFarlane can take credit for, so, like, maybe they just let him have it. Um, They're like, I don't care enough. It's fine. Yeah. Um... But he has a, uh, a symbiotic costume that, like, uh, gives him, uh, gives him powers and also, like, kind of, like, helps, like, protect him if he ever goes unconscious. Um, there's, he fights just, like, a bajillion different angels and demons. I went and I opened the Wikipedia page that's just, like, list of spawn characters just to get like kind of like an idea and like there's freaking like 
50 different, like, angels and demons on here. Um, I wonder how that would compare to, like, the supernatural character list. Oh boy, I don't even, I don't even want to think about it. Um, (laughs) It's also ridiculous, um, this list, I have some criticisms. Um, This list, like, does not really uh, have a lot of distinction by, like, significance. Um, So some of these, one of these guys, it just says, Earl, a new ally of Spawn, whom he met at the gym. At the gym? Oh. At the hell gym? Or the or is Spawn going to the normal gym? I feel like if I saw Spawn at the gym, <laughs> I would pick a new gym. <laughs> um Hey hey image, I have an idea. It's just it's a comic from the perspectives of somebody who goes to Spawn's gym. <laughs> and they just gotta <laughs> deal with that. They just have to, this is just their day-to-day life. Um, and they're Spawn on the treadmill. Uh, so, uh, so many things happen. There's so much, like, uh, you know, heaven and hell mythology, um, and then, like, it introduces, like, a new entity that's sort of, like, the Earth version of Heaven and Hell called the Green World. Um, he becomes, like, uh, King of Hell for a while. Uh, he, uh, befriends a cool witch named Nyx. Um, he, like, deals with a, uh, another demon named, uh, Mammon. Um. That's an actual demon, I think. I... Um, I mean, I believe it. Um, there's, uh, he has to fight this, like, uh, this angel. Here, here's this, uh, this angel's description on the, uh, the list of spawn, like, uh, enemies. Hang on, where'd she go? Uh, her name is, uh, oh, here it says. Her name is Zira. Uh, Zira, the queen of the seraphim. Utterly insane. No further explanation. Okay. Just utterly. Utterly. Um, In what way? All of them. Oh. Um, He, um, his, uh, his ex-wife has twins, and then the twins turn out to be, like, reincarnations of God and Satan. Um, (sighs) he has to, like, go fight the Jesus' disciples, um... He like the ba- the world gets destroyed and then he just like <laughs> remakes it. I'm just um, laughing at the idea of him just fist fighting Jesus' disciples. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. Here comes John with a left hook, and Paul's picked up a chair. Um, yeah, that actually rules. Um, <laughs> this is uh his uh. Wanda's other daughter, as mentioned, uh, grows up and becomes a, like, a psychic superhero named Misery. Um, he, the, god, there is so much. There is so much. Um. Too much, some might say. Some might say there is too much. Um, some might say... 
Tom McFarlane should have had less creative control. Um, Although, keep Spawn fighting the Disciples. I want to see that cage match. Absolutely. Um, this is uh, one of those things that uh, a lot of it is very, very 90s. Um, very in the vein of, like, cool, edgy 90s comic. Um, it is, uh, the Spawn's Prime was, uh, before my time. I didn't start reading comics until, like, the early 2000s, early, mid-2000s. Um, I do not think this is a comic I would enjoy. Um... (laughs) It is just not... God, so much bad stuff is happening. So much bad, upsetting stuff. Um, I'm sure it's also very different reading it than it is, uh, you know, reading a summary of just, like, bullet points of, like, all of the terrible stuff that's happened to Spawn. <laughs> um, but, uh... I mean, any yeah, bullet it's... point for, like, any comics is gonna be, like, what... What the hell? Like, I um, just read the wiki for King Shark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Constantine's ex King Shark, as as we all as we all know. Look, I was having some conversations uh, in the Scavengers Network Discord about uh-huh. King Shark, and I'm like, man, I should know more about King Shark. And then I looked, and I'm like. Wow, they sure did go, like, hey, here's a mindless, just, like, killing machine. And then each with each new iteration, they're, like, gets less violent, more talkative. Less violent, more talkative. <laughs> less violent, more talkative. And then I found a uh, comics panel where he's just like, I'm a shark. I'm a shark. I'm a fucking shark. And I'm like, ah, yes, I can see how we got here. Hell yeah, dude. Also, New 52 um, turned him from, like, a normal-ass shark into a hammerhead, which is wild. Why did you do that, New 52? That Don't you know that hammerheads why? are, like, the most docile of sharks? Why did so many New 52 choices aren't just, like, like bad choices? They're just, like, baffling. <laughs> like, there's, like, no... It's like reason why, for them. Why did you change his whole physiognomy? Just made him a different dang species. Just a whole different kind of shark. Holy shit. Anyway, um, that's way off topic. Was there anything else about Spawn? Um, well, he did um again, he was like super popular. Um, he got a there was a uh a live-action movie, uh, in 1997, um, which, uh, starred Michael Jai White, um, who was, uh, apparently the first African-American to portray a superhero in a major motion picture. Hell yeah. Um, which is cool. Um, unfortunately, also- it's Spawn. It is Spawn, and I'm pretty sure his face is covered for the whole movie. Um, he also had a, um, uh, an HBO animated series, um, which, like, 
in the same, or like a little bit later, it was like the late 90s, um, where Spawn was voiced by Keith David, um, and it was on HBO as like Todd McFarlane's Spawn, um, which, I mean, I get, oh, it's still accurate, he did Spawn, Spawn. He, yeah, um, and, um, it's, I don't, um, I don't see it talked about very often, um, but it, like, won two Emmys, um, and it seemed like it was a pretty big deal in, like, like, it was a very, very, like, dark, like, R-rated animated show, um, it was on HBO, you know, so, and it seemed like it was, like, pretty, you know, a pretty big deal in the, the canon of, uh, adult-oriented animation, um, and they are also apparently working on a, um, a new live-action film, um, to be starring Jamie Foxx, um, produced by Blumhouse. Blumhouse? Whatever that, you know, you know the one. I think it's Blumhouse. I've heard that at okay. least. I don't know, it All right, sounds Blumhouse. familiar. Um, uh, directed by McFarlane, starring Jamie Foxx. Um, it was kind of in, like, production wiggliness for a while, and I'm sure it's back there now in the current, uh, circumstance. But, um, with the, uh, large-scale commercial success of The Joker, um, I think they've kind of, like, leaned into, like, oh yeah, we can do this. We can make this, like, R-rated comic book movie. People will see it. Um... My question is, does McFarlane know how to direct? <sighs> That's a good question. Time will tell. <sighs> um, I don't, um, I don't, I, like, I don't think he directed the 97 film. Um, I don't know if he's directed anything else under his, like, uh, kind of, uh, you know, McFarlane Productions. Yeah, all I'm uh, finding whatever. is like produced, like his yeah his uh Todd McFarlane Entertainment produced. Yes, so I'm hmm hmm, but we'll see. Um, hey, I'm sorry. Um, I'm on yeah. Todd McFarlane's Wikipedia. Do you want to hear some wild shit about his uh Todd McFarlane Entertainment? His film and animation studio. Yeah. The studio produced a number of music videos and other animations, including Freak on a Leash by Korn. Okay. I mean, there's other ones, but like, I... Yeah, no, that's that's a pretty, that's a pretty wild one. The two other, uh, music videos are Do the Evolution by Pearl Jam and Land of Confusion by Disturbed. But boy, howdy, freak on a leash by corn, huh? I I mean, that's really the vibe, huh? Yeah. Um. Oh. But yeah, McFarlane's that's... also writing the Spawn reboot and directing it. That I don't know how that's gonna work out when part of the reason why he stopped writing Spawn comics was because people didn't like it. <gasps> You know, he's had he's had a lot of time. Oh, Jeremy Renner's supposed to be in it. Oh, back at it. Back in the saddle. Yes, Detective Twitch. 
Oh, well that, huh. that might be fun. In July 2018, that was reported. Who knows if that's still happening? Who knows if anything is still happening? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the big mood. Um, did you, um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about today? I read a comic. Yes. <gasps> a comic! I read Kiss Number 8 by... Now, see, I don't know if this is supposed to be Colleen F. Venable or Colleen A.F. Venable, because sometimes when you <laughs> Google the name, both the A and the F are capitalized. So my brain says, that's Colleen as fuck. <laughs> and uh, Ellen T. I'm, Crenshaw. I'm legally changing my name to Olivia as fuck. It's um, good. I don't know if that's correct, but it's very good. Uh. I um I did see a little bit uh about this when it was coming out and I thought it looked cool. Um It is cool. It made me nice. cry. There's just nice. there's just stuff in it. Cause you know, what else is there gonna be about a teen girl who uh discovers a family secret and goes to a Catholic school and is also trying to figure out her own sexuality? <laughs> there's no way that could get sad at any point. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine how it would. Oh, it's a, it's a good comic. I like finished reading it and immediately put a link into the recommendations on the discord. But uh, that's the only comic I read. How about you? Um, <laughs> you... um, I, uh, I did not, I did not have anything I read. I'm still just floating around. That's fair. Um, that's fair. I, yeah, I definitely have comics that I should be catching up on in this uh no new comics time um but um i don't have anything this week um it's fun because i should be catching up on comics and instead i'm just like mm, i'm gonna read this graphic novel though i have like volume three of fence i have like three trades for batman <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like mm, Kiss number eight, though. Hmm. Yeah. Consider. I'm behind on Lumberjanes, and I still have the end of Squirrel Girl and the end of Wicked and the Divine, but what about Kiss number eight, though? I mean, it was good. It was worth it. We'll see what I do next week. I'm trying to read at least one comic a week. <laughs> I'm proud of you. We'll see how long it lasts. We're all, we're all, we're all just doing our best. Yeah. And sometimes your best is contemplating writing Spongebob fanfiction. Olivia, last night I saw an episode of Spongebob Squarepants. That is one of the newer <laughs> episodes. I never watched, as, watched this episode as a child. It was after my time. Plankton and Mr. Krabs did get married. They okay. did get married. Because you... Plankton was trying a scheme. And now I'm like, okay. no, no, let's explore this. You said to me, <laughs> contemplating writing Spongebob fanfiction. And once those words, like, kind of ran through my brain, I was spending the rest of your sentence just frantically trying to guess... <laughs> What you would be, what in Spongebob you would be writing fanfiction about. Did you have and any guesses? I'm like, I'm a, of course. 
Of course, yes. Look, Plankton ran a whole scheme where he got in a robot that was covered in money and made Mr. Krabs fall in love with him. And then they got married. And then the robot blew up and Mr. Krabs was like, I'm just lonely. I know that, like, the robot wasn't real, but my feelings were real, weren't they? Was this really just a scheme to you? And then Plankton left, and I'm like, hold on. Who wrote this? Oh. I have some questions. They're still married. Oh my god. Hi, welcome to Capes and Japes. It, we're a comics podcast where we talk about Spongebob Squarepants episodes. Yeah, I'm... I'm really just... I gotta end the episode so I can go process this. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us here <laughs> on Capes and Japes. If you want to see some Spongebob fanfiction, maybe... Maybe we'll tweet it, who knows? If I uh, end up writing it. But also, Olivia, do you want to guess how many uh, Mr. Krabs and Plankton fics there are on Archive of Our Own? 40? 14. Wow, it's an untapped market. Right? I I got, <laughs> I got curious, so I looked it up, because I was like, well, what's the point in writing it if somebody's already explored this, and then I can just read it and be all like, mm-hmm. But no, not an AO3 at least. Anyway, um, our Twitter. <laughs> yeah, follow us on Twitter. Uh, wow, I'm just really, I've got a lot to think about. Um... Follow us on Twitter. Uh, also follow us on Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, any or all of those that you use um, at uh, Capes and Japes. And you can see when we post new episodes. Um, we have a Discord server um, where you can join um, to get recommendations like uh, Kiss Number 8. If you were in the Discord server, you would have uh, seen that in our recommendations channel. So, like, get on over there. Um, we have... Uh... Oh! I forgot to mention! I was on another episode of uh, Pod of Greed. Um, nice! My, um, my pal's Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Um, so, uh, go listen to that. Uh, hear me talk... Once again, about Boku Bakaiba, the only thing I can talk about. Um, yes, uh, Discord, uh, we have a Patreon, if you want to support us on there. Um, we have, uh, bonus episodes, you can, uh, watch movies with us. We, uh, have figured out a new movie-watching alternative, uh, finally, so... That's good news. Um, and uh, you can help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't support us there, but you want to help us out, a great way to do that is to leave a rating and a review. Um, to tell a friend about the show if you think they'd be into it. Um, and just to come back and listen. Like, uh, you have been here listening today. Um, so thank you so much for that. I hope you're having, you know, I hope you're doing good out there. Hope you're uh, taking care of yourself because we love you. Um, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. <gasps>
Oh, kiss me sexy Batman. I'm sorry I made you come to terms with some Spongebob stuff. Yeah, I almost made the Spongebob joke and I couldn't bring myself to do it. I, I couldn't bring myself to process the words and thoughts I could, and I ideas. I could feel it. Oh, Boise. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening.